Hello and welcome to the Franchise Growth Pod, a podcast created by the team here at AC Inc. and your resource for all things mindset, franchisee performance, profitability, leadership, marketing, pretty much everything you need to know to get to your next stage of growth. We like to think of this podcast as friends chatting franchising on a rooftop patio over a glass of wine or maybe a whiskey. So if you love action steps, genuine conversations, and growing your business, settle in and let's talk franchise growth. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Franchise Growth Pod. It is Belle, the Director of Marketing at AC Inc. And I'm here with Jordan. How's it going, Jordan? Going real good today. Yeah, real good. Awesome. Tan's fading. Tan's fading from our our retreat, but... Yes. Yeah, tan is... It's going to happen. It's a little harder than I thought to accept. Tan is definitely hardcore fading. I'm missing it already. We're recording this a few weeks after the AC retreat, which if you do not know what that is, you need to go listen back to our debrief. Me and Jordan did an awesome recap of the whole experience, which was phenomenal. Um, but tans are definitely almost gone <laughs> from my end anyways. <laughs> um, Jordan, how was your weekend? It's Monday morning. And uh, yeah, give us a little, give us a little debrief. It's good. You know, first, first, First festival event in Ooh. Victoria here since before the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's so fun. What festival? So that was the Phillips Backyarder. So for those of you who don't live in our general area, Phillips is a microbrewery, um, which has somehow managed to get its claws into every little bit of entertainment in this town. Yeah. And so now they just, it's so brilliant. It's just their loading bay. You put 3,000 people on their loading bay. They turn their actual loading bay into a stage. You put up all the lights. And they invite killer bands. Oh, killer wait, bands. Like the headliner was Bryce Vine, um, wow. who's got like collaborations with a lot of people. I, I had no idea who he was. Maybe I'm getting old. Um, and it was he didn't get on until 9 o'clock on Sunday night, which is a bit late. Maybe I am really getting old. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I was trying like 10 o'clock i'm like oh man i gotta get out of here i gotta get up in the morning but it was it was fantastic it was just nice to be around people for the first time since the summer of 2019 so Mm -hmm. yeah in that kind of like festival atmosphere everyone yeah everyone's there everyone everyone really appreciated it and it started raining like crazy sunday and zero deterrence everyone's like nope don't care some of them like dress for it. A lot of people didn't. They're like, don't care. Not, no, not leaving for anything. I've not, I've been locked inside of the house for two years. I love that. I stand out here if it's thunderstorms and I'm holding <laughs> a metal pipe. Nobody cared. People are keen to, yeah, have that. I mean, who, like what can be live music um, and a good beer and your friends? Like, honestly, sounds like the perfect weekend, even if it is raining. It, yes, it was good. But so thank you for asking. It was great. That's awesome. Um, very, very cool. Well, uh, so Jordan, you and I today, you and I are kind of like the marketing ones at, uh, on the, yeah. okay. I'm loving this. It may be a 95, five split partnership and I'm the five, You're but the, uh, you know what? All I hear from that is partnership, but I'm here for that. That's so funny. Yeah. We always joke. There's like 95, five, uh, partnerships <laughs> where you do a project and like one person does 95, the other person does five. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
plot twist, I usually do the 95. That's usually, usually what I go to. And you say usually, for some reason, I feel like you're underselling it. It's much more than usually. I think it's always. Yes, that is kind of kind of my brand is to do the 95, um, for sure. But yeah, so you and I are definitely like the marketing ones. We are constantly um, being annoying and like talking all about SEO when no one else cares. <laughs> Everyone's like, just do the SEO. I don't <laughs> Just go away and talk about somewhere else. Um, but no, you and I are definitely, uh, we both have uh, big backgrounds in digital marketing. Um, both of us have entered the franchise space um, when we joined the AC team, which was really cool. Um, immediately bonded over um, our shared love and background in marketing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just, I love having someone else on the team who can nerd out with me about like drip campaigns and sales funnels and um, content and all those things. So um, I am really excited. To- it's a weird thing to have in common with someone, but I'm here for it. No, I love it. Everyone needs that. Um, so today, actually, we're going to have you and I both talking um, and sharing a little bit about uh, content, uh, specifically mm-hmm. about organic content. It's something we talk about a lot. Um, and obviously, you know, paid strategy, paid ad strategy, uh, paid um, like Google strategy, all those things really, really important for sure. And I think there's a lot of really amazing companies who do a phenomenal job um, helping people kind of flesh out their paid strategies. Um, but something that we uh, talk about a lot in terms of brand dev uh, at AC, and this is what largely one of your sessions at the retreat was all about, um, is how important having organic content is and how a lot of people really invest in ads right off the bat, which again is super valuable when you do you have a lot of content on your back end that can support uh, that kind of paid strategy. So we're going to talk a little bit today about organic content, what organic content is, why it's important, um, how specifically it helps franchise development and, and helping attract um, ideal Zs or ideal even consumers to your brand. Um, talking a little bit about what types of organic content to create, what types are really valuable, and um, how to create more of it. Strategies that we've uh, we've implemented with some of our clients, some of our community, um, to create more content without adding a million tasks to the founder's plate, which can be a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to hop in. Um, I'm going to get you to right off the bat, just share a little bit about what organic content is, maybe some examples, um, your background in it, why you know it's important, um, just so that everyone has a good idea of what we're talking about. Yes, yeah, so organic content. I mean, let's, are we talking specifically social? I mean, we can talk about written on websites and stuff and repurpose, but let's just talk about social at the beginning. Like con- content is posting. Mm. you know there's there's the content is like anything you put up doesn't mean it's necessarily good bad or the other but like putting something up there for people to view is your content Mm. and it's important because ads aren't enough yeah you know and and that and that friend dev role it's just it's just not not enough Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we uh, we hear a lot of people say that too. Is they'll put an ad together and um, they'll direct people back to a landing page. And um, you know, when you're dealing with a really big investment like a franchise, <laughs> which can be you know tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars um, for someone to invest in your brand, invest in opening your own location. Um, maybe an ad would work, you know, ad landing page, maybe that's all you need if you're trying to sell something that's 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. But when we're looking at something that's handing over potentially life savings or family and friends investing also in it with you or taking out big loans, right? When you're looking and investing in something like that, um, it's going to take a little more than just a landing page. <laughs> to get it's, yes, you're 100% right. It's just, it's just not enough. Mm-hmm. And let me be honest with you. Let Be aware of the person. If you don't have content, if you're like, I don't have content, and someone clicks on your ad and ends up there and fills out that form. Like, be aware, be aware of that because that person has not researched you. 
Mm-hmm. That person has not spent due diligence to check out your brand. And that's that right then and there, it seems like it's just purely transactional. That's not the people you want to really be getting involved with. That's actually that just stage, true. right? Yeah, yeah. You know? You're really going to want someone who's very invested in. Um, they want to see it. They want to buy it. In. They want to buy in. And not to mention, if you click on an ad and go and fill out a form, you don't got to start selling that. You know, like it's like, hey, I'm interested. Like, what can you tell me? And a lot of people aren't natural salesmen. And that's okay. Some people don't even have a sales process. But if you just start developing content and pacing, like this is what we're doing. This is how we're going. We're going here to make our franchisees, to learn more about our brand, to make our franchisees, uh, to help support them. Or we're going to go do this. Or Hey, listen, look at what we're building here for our brand. Like if you start showing what you're doing and being genuine and doing that, people will find that and people will read that. And then they're going to show up at your doorstep after clicking on that ad and reading your stuff and doing their their research. And they're going to be like, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? and it's, it's qualifies them. They're just putting it out there. It qualifies. Them. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, you're really yeah. So right off, like key takeaway already is definitely you're gonna want um, not only is creating that content so people can research your brand really important, um, but also I, as you just pointed out, um, you're not gonna want someone to invest in your brand, especially at an earlier stage. Um, if they're not someone who wants to research it, if they don't really care about the research, they don't really care what you're doing, don't really care about the support you have in place or the mission you have or the values that you have, and they just are interested in handing over some money to get a business going, um, especially at an earlier stage, that's actually not the ideal Z anyways, because you really are going to want someone who is very much, um, very much understands your brand, right? Really, really gets it, really is bought into what it is you're doing and how you're different um, and your specific approach, um, your specific values all those things. I do just want to um, point out one quick thing. So um, organic content pretty much just means anything that's not paid. I thought I realized we didn't really clarify that at the beginning. So um, I just want to make sure that's very clear. So that does include social. So any organic, so posting that you just do organically from your phone or from your computer to something like a social platform. Um, It could also include like blog posts that you create for your website. It could include videos you create that you share um, maybe on YouTube or maybe on your website as well. So anything that you're creating that is not backed by money, so you're not paying to promote it, to have it seen by more people, anything along those lines, that is what we mean by organic content. Um, We specifically do talk a lot about social, um, but then also, of course, what you include on your website. Um, And even podcasts, like organically creating a podcast, that is included as organic content. So um, just wanted to make sure we're clear as we kind of move forward, I think it'll become more relevant to make sure we're super clear that that's what we're talking about. So, okay, so that's why it's important is the research element. Um, When you think of um, what, like, you you help brands with this quite a bit is the, what do you want the content to look like, right? What kinds of things are important to be sharing in your content? Do you have some advice on that for people? Well, I mean, and this is one thing I learned a lot too when we were at the AC is like, you gotta develop your culture and that's the foundation. And that, that's just like, base, that's the basics of just doing franchising, like define your culture. And from that, everything else blossoms. Mm-hmm. And posting that, posting about your pillars, posting about your, like we, like everything is figure outable. That's one of ours. Mm-hmm. And like posting a story about, Hey, you know, I, I had this struggle. This is what I did to do it. This just comes right back to one of our pillars. Everything is figure outable. That's what we stand for here. That right there. It shows your pillar. It shows what you stand for and your and the fundamentals, of, and and you're sharing a little bit of, of vulnerability. That's 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 not anything but genuine, mm-hmm. and that's what people want to see. They want to buy in. They want to believe and 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 
they want you to share something with them because they want to see that. And I think that a lot of people believe that content is like, I've got to like somehow sell it. Mm. And that's not what it's about. It's about just being yourself and showing what you're trying to do. And, and I, the more that I've, I've been with ACing, I, I really believe in that, that culture aspect and sharing everything you can about that. This is what we believe in. And this is why we're trying to grow our brand. And this is how we're trying to grow it. Man, people read that. They're either like, first off, if they're not in for it, they're out. So you don't even have to worry about that person. If they're like, oh, this is too much work. They'll be gone. Yeah, and yeah. when that someone shows up, they're going to be like, tell me more about how I can grow with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I love what you did here. I love what, and, and Ange taught me that. Ange taught me that. Just all, everything, like all the, just sharing those, that culture and those, those pillars that we have. And I got to start doing that more myself. And being perfectly honest. The more, the more I say about it, the more I got to start posting about this stuff myself. We all, we all could do better for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, so a couple things to just draw out of that, um, just to make sure people, people caught some of those key points is definitely the, um, just focusing on your company culture and your mission and your values and creating content around those things. And I love your point about not selling it. It's, this isn't about selling. This mm. is literally just about sharing, right? It's going, this is a project that we're up to and here's how it aligns with what we're, we're trying to do as a company, right? Here's, here's, uh, here's why this matters to us. Um, sharing a little bit, a bit of uh, your story, right? And, and anyone who is at the, at the retreat um, or even just on roundtables will know that I will always just go back to <laughs> share your story, just share even a little piece of what got you to where you're at now and why these values even matter to you um, and why this company is so important to you. Um, and if you share things like that, people, as you said, it's not about selling. It's not about trying to like, trick someone into coming on board it's about bringing people into your space who share um, a lot of the same values or who resonate with the story that you're sharing um i would say that um i just i'm hearing angela's voice in my head <laughs> going um don't forget to mention that like sometimes that can be nerve-wracking right sometimes it can be, i know you and i are both mm-hmm. very open very extroverted um, I think we're maybe about both a little introverted extrovert, but uh, we both are very chatty and we love to share. Um, and so I think for you and I to talk about it, we're like, yeah, just share a little bit about what you got, what got you here and what matters to you. And we're like, yeah, that sounds great. But I think for some people, it can be a bit of a challenge. It can feel a little bit like showing off. Like you're like, look at me, look at what we're doing. Look at what I did. Um, and I would challenge you to, and I just, again, hearing Angela's voice in my head and wanting to make sure I mention it. Um, I would just challenge you to think that this is ultimately you just sharing um, like you would over um, a dinner party with a friend of a friend. Uh, if someone asked oh my gosh, my voice, uh, what you're, what you're doing, right? What is, what is your company all about? It's just you kind of explaining a little bit about why it matters and, and why you saw a need or why, um, why this was a solution that you found um, appealing. Uh, Cause every business is of course a solution in some way, shape or form. And um, I think just keeping in mind that it's just like that. It's just like doing that, except it's somewhere where people can go find that information um, and learn a little bit more about it, <laughs> not at a dinner party with you <laughs> with a friend of a friend. This is the, yeah, it's not a show off thing. Um, it's something that's important when you're trying to bring people in towards your brand and when you're trying to be a leader um, and especially when you're trying to franchise. Yeah. So just, yeah, definitely something good to mention that I know it can be a bit challenging sometimes to think about sharing a bunch about yourself, but um, it is- to your point, Belle, like, and a lot of that comes down to, and, and part of the reason I, I had Ange up for my session was like the confidence to do it. Mm. There's a lot of people out there that are just going to be like, and we've all done it where you go, this is silly. 
Yeah, yeah. I right? And that's, that's nothing but your own perception. Yeah. And if you're putting it out there, what you believe in, what you're doing, if you're proud of it, go for it. Whatever if it looks silly. You know what? Just, just put it out there. And people also, will appreciate it. People it will helps if, if you have uh, people in your corner who already are going to be yeah. you on. So come hang out with the AC community and we will all pump you up on every absolutely. platform. <laughs> <laughs> if you add us all on LinkedIn, you're just going to get absolutely hugged virtually. Yeah. When you, put, um, you know, a perfect example to name names, uh, Jennifer Johnson. Yes. I'll do global. Yeah. Me and her talking at the retreat. She's like, man, I just, I just, you know, sometimes I feel like it's silly to talk about myself. And I'm like, well, we're not talking about yourself. We're talking about what you're trying to accomplish. Mm. Talking about the brand that you want to build for all the right reasons. Let's talk about those reasons. Let's get out there and share your success. Right. And, and share your challenges, right? Share, share, share your challenges. Share your, share your, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be vulnerable. Like, like reach out to people. Get like, it's, there's no wrong answer for it. And look at her now. She yeah. posted all the time. I know no. we're very proud. She has a, so she has a blow dry concept that she just launched franchising. So very micro emerging and she's phenomenal. Jennifer Johnson on LinkedIn, go, go check her out. She just started posting recently and we've all been so proud of her. She's sharing some really awesome content and really challenging. Um, yeah. Any challenges she might've had in the past of thinking about sharing her story, she's doing a phenomenal job. So definitely. Yeah. That's a super great example. Um, if you want, if you want to know, if you want to know where, what date the retreat ended, uh, it's about three days before Jennifer Johnson's first post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just came out of the out of the gates flying. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she really, really took uh, took a lot of motivation from that and did a phenomenal job. Just start, and she's just been very consistent. Uh, and that's another thing I, I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, that I think we'll talk about it when we're talking about the implementation piece um, in a few minutes here, uh, which is the consistency. So making sure it's not like you post once and then go away for months. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a minute here. Um, but just uh, wanting to kind of repeat one more one more time here. So types of organic content that are valuable, that are useful. I would just, I'm just curious, um, we obviously use LinkedIn a lot uh, as a team. Yeah. So if you want to hang out with us anywhere online, I would recommend hanging out with us on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's where we're almost active um, as a team. But um, from your perspective, like just with you know you um interact with so many different stages of growth so many different um uh sizes of brands um what would you say are kind of different types of content you mentioned social like in terms of platforms that you think are really valuable um or even like blogs podcasts um articles like what other what types of content should people maybe be thinking of if they're starting out or if they're um looking for ideas um are we talking like just like when you say that types of content like uh, focus on on written or social or yeah i think, I think the easiest one if that's the case i think the easiest one to like literally just get the ball moving is social mm, gotcha right i think that's the easiest way to just post something you can see how it does and then from there it's like what else can i do yeah. you know and then and it all comes back to social but i think to get out of the gate i think the one I mean, if you if you write a blog and you post it on your website, you like check it out, like no one's looking at it, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's hard. It's hard to get coverage on your blog. So it maybe not saying it would deter you, but it, you're definitely not going to get that like right off the bat validation. Yeah, right, and then that's important. If you're getting going, what's important is to see what you're doing to make sure that it's 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 getting the results you hope for, and you don't want to waste your time, especially with emerging and micro-emerging brands having so little time. Yeah. Right. Um, so I always say, start with social and go out there and just, just follow everyone. If you like what someone's doing, check them out. Um, 
I'm a big believer, especially when you start going, just talking about your successes. And that's not necessarily, it's not, it's a humble brag. It's not bragging, you know, however you want to look at it. But if you're doing lead generation for uh, franchisees, it's always nice to have, if you have some franchisees that want to get up there and share their stories and maybe how you've helped them, mm-hmm. it's not bragging. Be proud of that, right? Yeah. And you can look at that in the B2C angle too, like having customers come, like, you know, I'm a franchisee and I work with pets and we've helped people out, um, maybe give them some advice they didn't know that they needed. And we get them on our social media and they're holding their pet or something or playing a video and thinking about, thank you, this is how these people help me. And it's nothing more than being proud. Well, I'm, I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. And I want people to see that. And I want people to see that we're trying to make a difference in the best way possible. And that's how you should view posting about your successes, testimonials. But I always say, start with social, then get into the other ones. Um, and you can also put everything on your social. You want to write a blog, throw it on your social. Want to do a podcast, throw it on your social. Yeah. So, so true. And I think, I think that's a good way of looking at it too, is the, when you're first starting out, so um, especially as a, as a more emerging brand or a brand that is maybe new to the franchise space. Um, uh, I think it is really a, a, like a really good point that it's good to get that validation right off the bat. And that's easiest on a platform where you have um, more potential to get that. And social is definitely one of, and I would really recommend to being, being a bit strategic um, with, you know, with limited time and resources, uh, knowing where your people are, right? So knowing what platforms your, your main audience is, if you're, if it's for friend up, um, potentially it could be LinkedIn. I know a lot of professionals, a lot of people who are interested in business um, or career development or any of those pieces are active on that platform now. Um, but perhaps your target audience is moms and maybe um, being in Facebook groups, right? Maybe that's going to be the most valuable for you right now, or maybe Instagram or TikTok or um, even Pinterest, right? Like if you, if you kind of know where your audience is and you can make um, an intentional effort in that space, I think you're totally right. I think that's a good way to kind of get started um, because it does give you that immediate feedback whereas some longer form content sometimes can take longer to grow and it can be discouraging if you're kind of just getting started yeah. you're not getting immediate traction I think that's a really good tip and, um, and with, with social too when you see people engaging with your posts commenting liking if you want to feel, if you feel like getting a little a little granular there you can go back and see where these people are from you can see where like these people that are liking your posts and seeing where maybe there's some sort of commonalities in their totally. demographics are they the same age are they this like going back to like is your demographic in mothers well then you're like okay well a lot of people that are coming on here and checking me out are you know 35 plus mothers mm-hmm. all right gosh where else are they where else can i find them and it's like oh. you know oh look there's a big falling for people like that on pinterest mm-hmm. let's go check that out right and you and you show up for that with the confidence that you've just built from your last platform totally yeah that's actually such a great tip yeah building on it and and recognizing um what your kind of key audiences are on each platform like that super smart um so just to kind of summarize uh this is um especially for a more emerging brand uh we kind of talked a little bit about why this kind of content is really important um we talked a little bit about what types of content you can create uh best ways to get started right off the bat um Let's talk now about the creation of it, because I think this is where I think a lot of people hear a lot of times, okay, I understand why it's valuable. I understand that if someone is going to be interested in investing in my brand, they're going to research me for probably hours, especially younger generations. Um, We talked a little bit about this at the retreat as well, but Gen Z or Gen Z. 
they are very much a research information focused demographic. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of research done. They're going to be looking through your Facebook page, looking at your website. Looking, so they're really going to be learning a whole bunch about your brand, looking at maybe other articles people have written about you before they go ahead and uh, connect or ask for more information. Um, so I think a lot of people are bought into that and they understand why it's valuable. Where it can get tricky is if you're a smaller team um, and we fully recognize this and totally understand that this is an issue. It goes, there's only so many hours in the day and there's so much already on your plate. Um, do you want to speak a bit to that? Because I think that was something a lot of people came to you with um, and come to you with all the time um, is just, just that question going, I fully understand how it's valuable. I want to do more of it. I'm excited. Here's where we're going to start. How do we actually create it? <laughs> and who okay. do I get yeah. to help Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and this was um, this is something that I, I I look at my own experience as a franchisee, mm -hmm. and how you know, as especially as we were scaling when in our younger days, like, it's like how do how do you find the like I know this is important, but first off, I don't know really what to do, um, and I was lucky, and I know that a lot of other people are lucky where you have people inside your corporate, maybe there's franchisees that are younger that are already in your system that want to take this role on. Um, but finding someone who, especially like, and I'm just assuming that this person, this hypothetical person is younger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, they, they want to make a difference. And, and I, that's what I found with, with my, with my brand is that I have, I have young staff and been like, Hey, listen, like, I know they're not going to be here forever. It, you know, it's a retail job. But while you're here, it's like, listen, I would love for you to take this over. I love what you do. I love what you post. Can you take that on? And first off, they're stepping up. They're they're getting they're getting that opportunity, right? Like they're like, yeah, there's belief in them. And and we talked a lot about Gen Z being like they they, they want an ability or an opportunity to make a difference, whatever that looks like. That doesn't mean they have to change the world and eliminate fossil fuels. They just want to feel like they're making a difference with whatever they're doing. And um. So I've, I, and I've managed that and I've seen a few other brands that managed to do that. Uh, you utilize someone in your system that wants to do it and maybe you tack it a couple hours on, onto the end of their paycheck. Maybe that they wanted to do this and because like, no, no I believe in your brand. I want to, I want to buy it even more. Let me, let me show you what we can do. Maybe, maybe there's a role for me within this as we go. Um, I know a couple brands uh, where they brought on their franchisees who are younger and they've, given that responsibility to them and they don't give them anything more than they're like, no, I want to help grow this brand. It's better for me that this does well. So the better out, a better job I can do making your TikToks and your Instagram and all this, the, the better job I can do, the more interest we're going to get and the more we're going to grow together. And so it's been able to those micro merging and those emerging brands. If you can utilize someone within it already, and that I, I would say, I always like to say the younger person, then you're definitely not worried about the extra costs. You've got someone who's grown up with it. Like, Bell, when did you start doing social media? Well, I'm a really I started doing social media. I was like 23, right? Like <laughs> That's true. I am a bad example. I did. I don't know if anyone knows this. I was homeschooled and uh, I uh, grew up on like this cute little farm and I like didn't even have a phone until I was like 15, 16, definitely. I know that's still young for sure. But I think, um, I think other people are even better examples where they like throughout all of their high school years and all of that, 
Um, always had a phone, always had social. I didn't have Facebook until after I graduated high school. Which was embarrassing. Um, and, uh, but you pick it up so fast. I think that the big thing is, and, and I, I love, okay, so a few points, finding someone who is very comfortable with tech, comfortable with social, comfortable with their phone, comfortable with capturing things like video photos, that kind of thing. I think that is a better way to phrase it too. And it often is someone who's younger, someone yeah. who is in a, yeah, a younger demographic, but um, it also just could be anyone who is just very comfortable with that, right? Someone who's that's very normal to them. Um, so finding someone like that within your system, if possible, um, and almost like empowering them to take that on if it's something they're interested in. I think that's such a good point. It's something we talk about all the time. A lot of people have younger people that work for them, especially if you have a retail location, if you have a home office, you have someone doing maybe some admin um, uh, to bring them into more of like a marketing or content. First of all, that's super fun. So a lot of people, if they're doing something more admin or tech-based or anything um, and they are slightly creative, it's often a really fun project. Um, and as you said, if someone is already within a retail location or something like that, it can be really great for them to be capturing content throughout the day. And, um, yeah, finding someone who you trust, who really cares about your brand, um, who is already within your system, who is comfortable with social, they don't need to be a pro. I think that's a, oh. a really good point. Um, oh. often, so often, when you're, often when you are a pro, it comes out like that. Like mm. social yeah. media should be a little raw. Yeah. Agreed. It should be a little raw. Right. Totally agree. So I, I do have a follow-up because I think yeah. um, that's really helpful for lots of people who do have teams, who do have maybe a few people that are um, on their team or on their staff. Um, I would also recommend just one little note before we move to the next question, but um, one little note is uh, finding someone who you know. If you don't have someone on your team, it could be maybe like your friend's um, young adult child, or it could be um, your niece or something. Um, so finding people who are already within your circle, um, who know you, know your brand, know your business, and love your business business um, is probably another good step. Um, I guess I kind of took over the question I was going to ask you, which is. Oh, I would have agreed uh, with you. I, uh, <laughs> so I got to, so cool. I, I mean, if, if the, if the question was like, where else can I outsource yes. this? Uh, so I was just, you got, yeah. you got to it. That is exactly what I was going to Cause not everyone has that person on no. their team. Yeah. Um, so just other ideas for where people can find some support uh, for content creation. So for content creation. Yeah. So this is a, a local friend of mine. He has a plumbing company and his, one of his employees sons mm -hmm. is like just an Instagram hound, you okay. know, like, okay. yeah. And so he brought it up. Hey, do you want to do this? There's, you know, not a whole lot of money in it for you, mm -hmm. but you know what? You, you know, you're 15. You like to do, you like to, you, you get a couple hundred bucks on a paycheck every month jumped at it yeah right like all you need to do is give him direction he, he knows how to find everything he knows what what to like he knows how to find the proper hashtags what's trending like he he's he's in it mm. and all he had to do was give him a couple hundred bucks and be like this is the direction we want to go cool see you later um the i mean the, from then on though you do have to <laughs> help a 15 year old with like strategy if there is one of course of course right. yeah and i think but, that's such a that's actually such a good key takeaway is the finding someone who is really keen like really and i was just talking about this with a client today because we were talking about this exact same thing talking about uh bringing on someone to help with her and i did a bunch of strategy together and she really thought she was gonna kind of take on some of the implementation pieces and as we were looking at her timing and just her availability and her schedule and all those things we were realizing what we've done so much of the strategy work we know exactly the messaging we know exactly the values we know the content that needs to be created all of that is all mapped out but 
the next step was finding that perfect person to start implementing some of that for her um, so that, yeah, she could really um, utilize her time in the best way possible. And so that was an co exact conversation is where do we find these people? And it's often within our network or within our circles. Um, and then it's being able to provide them that strategy or those uh, that vision of what you want this to look like, what kind of value you want to be bringing to your audience, who you're talking to, um, and making sure you're providing a lot of that for uh, someone who's young and impressionable in the industry who is keen to learn, keen on feedback. Uh, I think that's a lot more important than finding someone who's a pro right off the bat because um, the the price tag it looks so different and also the buy-in looks so different, right? So finding someone really totally. early on who's going to be super excited about your brand and just keen to learn, I think that's such a good good key takeaway. And yes. it's so smart to, to just ask around in your company. Yeah, if anyone has it. There's someone out there. And, yeah. You know, we, we, you and I were talking, with, I feel like we talked about Gen Z far too much now, but I mean, it is what it is. And if you give someone in that demo, in that age group and you're like, even if they don't have a specific knowledge of what your industry is or what your goal is, if they have, if they're into social media, I mean, they, they can find out exactly what they need to know if you allow them to. A, a 19 year old can find out way more about my company than a 50 year old can in about a 10th of the time. And so if you're like, hey, listen, this is what I want to do. This is where I'm trying to look at. These are the kind of people I want to be inspired by. And this is what I like. I'm not saying they won't need guidance, but just don't sleep on them. Yeah. Don't sleep on it, right? Yeah. And and that just uh, speaks to one other kind of, I guess, key takeaway I just want to share in that, uh, in this outsourcing conversation here is the, uh, we talked a lot about kind of what to look for, uh, where to look for it, what kind of traits to look for. The one other thing I was going to mention is definitely someone who is a really good uh, written communicator. Um, and I know I talk about that all the time. People are like, yeah, though, we get it. But it's, uh, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen it make a really big difference. A lot of people are hiring like VAs um, who are maybe uh, not based in the same country that they are, or maybe have, uh, can speak several languages. And I find that the being able to really write in the language that you are, um, uh, communicating in. So if you're um, trying to communicate in English, having someone who's a really excellent English communicator, uh, written, like uh, like written communicator, I find has made a really, really big difference um, because there's just certain like slang, subtleties, ways to write captions, things like that. And you want to make sure someone is really, really proficient in those areas. Um, and yeah, I think like there's VAs and, and freelancers are phenomenal for so many things and should definitely be utilized as much as possible. But for something that someone who's going to be creating content from maybe within a store or within a location or for your franchisees, having someone who's already within the brand or close to the brand um, uh, and yeah. yeah, who can really communicate very, very well um, is going to be super key. So definitely those, those VAs and by all means, VAs, those people you can find on Upwork, Fiverr, mm -hmm. they will all do a good job. They always do. Yeah. The issue is that they are not local to you and they yeah. require constant communication. So if you don't give them something. So true. Like you do need to keep that role going. So if you have the time to do that, you're like, listen, all I just need someone is to post it and, and there you go. But they're not going to be able to kind of just take it and run with it because that's in my experience and, yeah. and by all means prove me wrong. But I think and I, and I think some people really have uh, found some really awesome ways to utilize uh, people who live further away. Um, and I, I think that there are definitely so many ways to do that. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I think of it, it depends on kind of how much management you want to have in the content process and in the vetting process. And in the, if you want to hand it, you know, hand a project to someone, here's the strategy. I want to take a look at it, you know, every week or every month or something, but I want you to kind of run with it. 
Um, first of all, obviously building trust, building a really big understanding of the brand is a big step, but also they need to be local to you. I think that's a really, really good uh, point as well. Um, so yeah, no. just uh, different strategies, different ways to do, do uh, similar things. But I think, yeah, those are some really awesome. Uh, the ultimate, the ultimate, if you just feel like swinging for the fences and you want it done right. <laughs> if <laughs> this is not a video, but Jordan just held up a sign that said, find a bell. <laughs> <laughs> That does seem, I think we need to trademark that line or something. That's oh awesome. man, I, I love how that was one of the key takeaways from my session was I need a bell and everyone's yeah. in, but. It's, uh, and yeah, just to clarify too, we cause I always wanna make sure I'm really clear on what I mean by that is it's literally just doing exactly what you and I have been talking about, which is yes. finding someone young, excited about your brand, uh, really good uh, at writing, um, really good at communication um, and very much like a go-getter, like a self-starter. If you find someone like that, um, which is what I was several years ago when I joined uh, joined the team, um, then uh, you'll learn, they'll learn so much. Um, they'll pick up so much. They'll be so excited to um, create that content and really learn, get feedback. And then eventually, if, uh, if it happens the way it did with AC Inc., they'll kind of like take over and start telling you <laughs> what you can post, <laughs> just what I do now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's, that is a really, really good, uh, thing to always look for is someone who's just really bought into the brand, bought into the mission and is very excited to learn and, and grow in the marketing space. Um, yeah. And so if you, really if you, if you take someone like that, whether or not it's Abel or someone even younger, but just maybe wants to do it, like you pick them under your wing and give them some guidance. Like it, it gets easier yeah. once they, once they, once they realize what the message is, what we're trying to do here, if they're buying in, it, it does get easier. It does get easier. And that confidence grows in that role. So agree. Yeah, so, so agree. I think we have properly overwhelmed everyone with all the amazing info here. Oh, yeah. Uh, we yeah. shared a lot. <laughs> um, Jordan, I just, I so appreciate having you on. It's always so nice. I feel like we just end up kind of nerding out on all things marketing. And you content do end up nerding uh, out. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I really hope everyone kind of maybe, um, maybe even re-listen to this episode. Cause I, I think there's a lot of really key little steps in here that we were talking about and it's a lot, um, but taking it kind of one step at a time and, um, yeah, starting from the beginning of our conversation about the value of content, going all the way into what types to create or what platforms to focus on, and then all the way to how to get support when you need it, where to look for that. Um, yeah, I think there's just a lot of pieces in here and I'm, Really excited to share this uh, with our awesome, awesome community. Um, thank you so, so much, Jordan. Any uh, Anything else before we hop off and head to the next call? Ads are the waiter at the restaurant. Content is the food. It better taste good. That sounded so uh, poetic. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if I said that. I was I thought about that for the retreat. I'm not even sure if I said it, but I've, I've, I've just, it came to me. I'm like, yeah, someone can show you to the table. You better like what you see on the table. It I love better that be scrumptious. <laughs> yeah, that's actually so funny. Well, we do love a good um, analogy or a good uh, example. And I like food. So like, it really all just works. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a fan as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, a uh, couple little last shout outs before we finish up the episode here. So, uh, first off, just a shameless little plug here. If you do need support on your strategy, on your values, on your mission, um, on your branding, um, please do reach out. We have, um, really awesome one month, very, like we're very effective with our packages for our brand strategies. Um, and you get to work with me and, uh, and I get to. Woo! 
uh, get to help uh, help craft a whole bunch of that strategy for you, into, including uh, your content pillars, um, your your key messaging, your brand story, all those pieces. So it's a very very full uh, package that we get to do, and it's only four weeks long, so it's very um, very efficient. Um, so definitely do reach out if you are needing support on any of the stuff that you were hearing today. Um, and then also, uh, we have our free AC roundtables, which you, if you are not a part of, you need to get on. We have them for both established and emerging brands. Um, you can get access to those at AngelaCote.com slash roundtables. And your first step will be hopping on a call with Jordan to say hi, and he'll make sure that you're on the Google invite and that he answers any questions. Um, and then you get to start joining our weekly roundtables for free. Um, and they're phenomenal, really, really great discussions and lots of problem solving with your peers um, and you kind of get brought into our little family. So definitely uh, check those out if you haven't already. Um, join our exponential growth tip, which is our awesome newsletter, also available at AngelaCote.com and come hang out with us on LinkedIn. And do you want to say it this time? Do you want to send us off with a bit of a GBA there? Oh, you. No, no, don't rock the boat. It's all you. <laughs> okay. Well, hope you all have a fabulous rest of your week and go be awesome.